Hey, what's going on, my friends? And welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. Today is a special day because I have an amazing guest, a good friend of mine, Stephen Jaggers, a fellow empath, a fellow healer, although, as you'll see, we use that term loosely. Um, but he's a master breathwork practitioner, someone who's really living his purpose, has been through the dark night of the soul, and has a tremendous amount of wisdom to share for people who feel like they're just beginning to come into their power, like life is starting to lure them into more of their mission. It's for people who know they were put here on this planet to help and heal and uplift and empower other people. Stephen is a person who is living that life, but it wasn't always like that for him. So in this episode, we're going to talk about signs that you are a, a you fit that wounded healer archetype that you are here on a mission. We're going to talk about what it's like to be an empath and how to set boundaries and most importantly, how to get on your mission for real. So anyway, Stephen Jaggers, my friend, special guest, and we're going to get right into the episode right now. Stephen and I, my special guest, we're going to share with you five signs that you are a wounded healer and also talk about how to find your mission. And it's a good thing Stephen is here because as you can tell, my voice is completely gone for the most part. Right now, I'm training under him. He's a master breathwork practitioner and I'm taking a certification course, which has been going amazingly, just been so awesome. But my voice is shot, so it's a good thing you're here. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely, brother. It's an honor. Thank you for having me on your platform, brother. You're very welcome. Yeah, so the first thing we want to get into, I, I found this, to this topic came to me because something Stephen said yesterday. You were saying, he mm -hmm. said people, as a breath, he's a breathwork practitioner. And he takes people through this process that really allows for profound transformations. And naturally, people, some people project their their experience onto you and they, they call you a healer, right? Absolutely, yeah. And what were you saying the other day about why you don't like to even be identified with a healer? Yeah, so I think it's off-putting to be actually called, I get a little triggered when people actually call me a healer because they're putting the healing process on me, saying that I'm actually doing something to them. And actually, uh, everyone is a healer within themselves. They heal themselves. No one heals you. Like, for example, if you go to a doctor and you have a cut on your arm, uh, the doctor doesn't actually heal you. He puts you in position. Maybe he uh, stitches up the cut. He puts you in position for you to heal yourself. You know, he stitches up the cut and then your body starts to heal itself. So, Similar to with what I do on an emotional level, I do somatic release breath work, which means that a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stress and the pressures of life, we actually carry that in our physical body. So I set up this container for people to actually use the breath to move that out of their body and actually tap into the innate intelligence within themselves to um, be become their own healer. And so when people call me a healer, it's like, I don't know, you are the healer. You are doing the healing yourself. I'm just helping you remember that. Yes, that's, that's the way I like to look at it too. Like you empower other people and, and perhaps hold a container for yeah. them to realize and then experience yeah. themselves healing themselves. Yeah, absolutely, it's always a remembering. 
Yeah. It's always a remembering. It's also, it's always a remembering of ourselves, putting all the pieces of ourselves back together. Yeah. And I, I wanted to get that out of the way because both of us, we have that sort of just that, that's our perspective on the idea of a healer. And the intention of this video is not to sort of help people feel special. But with all that said, yeah. there are folks like me, you as an example, yeah. who, who do feel a calling to empower people to heal themselves. So Absolutely. we use the term healer in this way. So we'll go ahead now and proceed with the five different signs that you are a healer. I know a lot of people right now, especially yeah. having gone through this COVID shakeup, are really becoming more aware of their purpose, of the fact that I did come yeah. here to do something. And it has a, something to do with helping others. Mm -hmm. And that's who this video is for, to hopefully give you that confirmation and yeah. that confidence and a bit of know-how, how to really start living that mission. Absolutely. Yeah, there is an innate intelligence inside of you. And the more that you can tap into that, you will receive messages. You will, you will receive messages for your purpose in this lifetime. Yeah, absolutely, yes. So sign number one, you've been through some stuff. I know for me, and I've shared it many times, and that what I was working with yesterday, partially, was a firework trauma. I was on this oh, little wow. kid watching a firework show at nine years old, and one of the really big ones that, you know, in fact, the one that hit me came with its own launch tube. It's so freaking powerful. It was lit, and normally it would go up and explode and make that loud noise and light of the sky, but instead it tipped over and shot at the crowd and hit me right in the stomach. Oh. Very, very intense impact. Yeah, I didn't wow. tell him. He's like, damn. But yeah. I don't even know that. I don't even need to actually know the actual story for him to have that process inside of himself. Right, right. But, but what I realized yesterday is that that impact, that exact moment is like what I draw from. Yeah. My passion has sort of been, in a sense, sourced from that. Wow. So anyway, can you relate? I know you're Stephen, an example of someone who's walking his path. You're, you're really just... Especially when you're up there talking and you're yeah. conducting breath work, you're like in this just this really clean flow state and it's so evident. So how did that come to be? Have you been through anything that Absolutely, inspired man. you? Absolutely, yeah. You know, a lot of the times, I mean, trauma, wounding, all of that is guaranteed within this lifetime. And it's what you do with it is how you find your purpose, how you find your mission. And for myself, you know, I... Uh, I have this belief that you actually choose your parents and you choose your upbringing on a spiritual level um, based on what you want to bring into this world, based on what you want to do in this world. And for me, you know, both my parents were severe drug addicts. Um, I noticed that uh, even in my upbringing, even in my developmental stages, I had issues with my body. You know, because you come from your parents and whatever they're taking in, they leave that imprint within you. So I noticed that I had a lot of blockages within my physical body, obviously a broken family, and uh, that left a lot of developmental physical trauma, emotional trauma um, within my body. And the older I get, the more I could feel that within my body and within my psyche and my emotions. And it has, those wounds have helped me because I've made the decision to, well, well basically those experiences the shit that you've gone through, that experience is where you can actually help other people because you've been there and you've been through it. And a lot of the times, those shadow aspects of yourself, those deep places where you've been wounded, 
Um, those are powerful experiences that you can actually help other people who are in similar situations. Yeah, I, I agree. And go, going on that same vein briefly, I was a drug addict as well. I was yeah. also working through that. Yeah. I was purging and I heard the word heroin come into my mind. Yeah. Um, and I know that when I would go to rehab, there would be, there would be the doctors or the psychologists that were just sort of book smart. They wanted yeah. to be a, a therapist. And then there's the ex-addicts. Yeah. Who do you think that, who do you think we wanted to learn from it? Yeah. Who's, who's actually been there? Who's yeah. actually done it? And, and that's what matters. Those, those, those wounds or those experiences, those traumas, those things that you make, that you overcome that creates growth. And that's, we all want to feel like we are contributing something to our tribe, to our community. And the shit that you've gone through, the, uh, the negative experiences are those experiences that you can then help other people because you've been there and you've done it. Absolutely. And that, that leads us into number two. So I would say w wounded healers out there, it's not only that you've been through stuff because as yeah. you know, a lot of times going through that type of trauma, and I, I want to also, I like what you said about trauma. Steven says that trauma is not what happens to you. So you might hear drug addict parents, freaking firework hits him out of left field as a little kid. Yeah. That's trauma. Well, it's more about your body's response, right? Yeah. So some people have the trauma, the necessary shit they've been through to be a good healer, but it might not be so obvious. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Trauma is not the actual thing that happens to you. It's what happens inside of you based on the thing that happens to you. And what happens inside of you is different for each person. So something that's traumatic to Victor maybe not might not be traumatic to me. It's it's the response inside, yes. and that's based on um, how much you've you've handled throughout your life, how how resilient you become. It's it's almost like lifting weights. The more shit that you've gone through, the more you're able to hold within your system. The more you're able to help other people. Yeah, it's and that that's spiritual growth. Absolutely. And I just say that so some people don't feel like, oh, I don't fit the bill because I never had something crazy happen to me. You yeah. don't need to. It's the response. Um, but number two, what I wanted to say is that you're, you are either moving through, you're in the process of moving through, or you've already transcended that trauma. Now, meaning a lot of people, again, are swallowed up by their trauma. They're defined by it. Yeah. Their entire life is created from that. But the wounded healer, folks like you who are, they've come here to help, there, there's, there's a drive in them, uh, uh, something in them that causes them to choose to use what they've been through exactly. to seek out healing or to, to, to do something about it. And you can kind of ride that like a wave into yeah. your mission. So you, you obviously you come a long way. Do you have any tips for anybody or, or, who, or who are like, st who's still working through their, yeah. their past in that sense? It's, it's always, it's always a response from inside of yourself and the more that you can listen to the, the clues, the messages that present itself or, or the more that you can tap into that deep knowing and actually take action from that place because you always know, it's always inside. Sustainable change happens from the inside out. We, the more that you can tap into that inner knowing uh, because you will receive messages, you will. and the more that you can listen to those messages and really tap into that and take action from that place, life will start to unfold for you in a magical way. Yeah, where I found the, the exact same thing to be the case where if you just listen to your intuition and follow it, 
which yeah. isn't always easy. It can be scary. Yeah. It leads you to the exact modalities, books, people, and experiences that will help sort of like that trauma or that yeah. pain begin to unravel. It doesn't always make rational sense. It doesn't yeah. always make sense to our logical mind why we need to make this decision. But there, there's, there's messages coming from the heart, from the soul. And on a deeper level, those are always telling you. Those are always telling you which way to go. And it's not, gonna make, it's not always going to make sense to your rational mind. But the more that you can listen to that and just take the leap into it without having to know, life will, will unfold in a very powerful way for you. And then number three, I wrote down, and I also use this term very loosely, but you're an empath. What I mean by that is it doesn't mean you need to be this psychic, spiritual woo-woo person, but you feel you have a, sort of an easy ability to really sense how other people are feeling and the desire to help them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the way I'm using the word empath. Um, so most of my audience is familiar with empaths. We won't get yeah. too deep into that. But, but what I found to be the case, and I, I, you talked about this briefly, oh, yeah. is as an empathic person, sometimes healing work initially can be very challenging because you just feel the pain so deeply. Yeah. So I know as myself as a coach and you as a practitioner um, have had to learn, and, and it is possible, to set boundaries. Absolutely. So do you want to touch on that briefly, Stephen? Like, yeah. How have you learned to set boundaries where you can mm -hmm. conduct your work but not get just overwhelmed by the releases going on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, to, be, to be an empath, boundaries are going to be your biggest tool because it is an absolute gift to be an, an empath. And an empath is someone who is very sensitive. And if we use that word sensitive, it, to, it means to be full of sense, full of sensory awareness. I can feel things on a very deep level. I can feel my own stuff and I can feel other people's stuff. And a lot of the times, the shadow aspect, what happens with empath is that we start to become enmeshed. We feel like the things that happen or, or, or that other people are feeling, we start to take those on. So as an empath, it's so important to create boundaries and to know what is mine, what is, what is theirs, and to create almost like this this box and the, the deeper we can drop into our own alignment and the deeper we can drop into knowing what, who we are, what, what we are and find our own alignment, um, the more you will be able to actually hold space for somebody. And it's okay to feel, but knowing self and knowing other is, a, is the protective mechanism that will protect you as someone who's a very powerful empath. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I noticed for me in like the last couple of years is I realized that partially why I was getting so enmeshed in other people's stuff was because I was, in a sense, running for my own stuff. Mm. It's easier to it's so much be easier psychic to help, and intuitive and help everybody else. Yeah. Right. And so it came, back, it came back to really becoming grounded in my own beingness, my own body. And like you said, he was saying to the yeah. class earlier, a lot of that is a direct um, re result of your daily practice. Absolutely. And really becoming comfortable and discerning of like what is me and what is yeah. other. So I found that to be the case. So for a while I thought it's impossible. This is just who I am. I'm an empath. By definition, I get sucked into all this drama. But I realized it doesn't have to be that way. And yeah. the things you said is like, how to not let it be that way. And that allows me to preserve myself, which is yeah. fair, obviously, and still help arguably more effectively. 
because I'm not getting so drained all the time. Absolutely. And as an empath, boundaries are um, your rituals, your structure for your life. The things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that remind you who you are, that bring you back into your center. And those are really non-negotiable if you, if you do step into this healer um, role and you do feel like helping people. You can only take people as deep as you've gone yourself. Mm. So number four I wrote down, you have a deep knowing that you are here with a purpose and a strong desire to find out what that is, which can be, at least for me, it was very confusing and daunting initially. I knew I wanted to help. I knew what I was doing my, my old career and stuff was not what I was here to do. It didn't really resonate at it yeah. anymore. But then that begged the question, what is it? What, what can I do? I want to help. I'm ready, but I don't know where to begin. Did you go through that a bit of like discovery process of transitioning yeah. from like who you once were to like where you are now? Absolutely. And I will always say that hindsight is 2020 or like hindsight's 2020 vision. You know, a lot of the things that you, you will do will not make sense, but you look back on it and you're like, wow, I had to go through this experience to gain the tools necessary uh, for this experience. And then you start to integrate all of your past experiences and they start to make sense for where you are now. But leading up into that, you have to be able to, just like we were talking about it, take the leap of the heart's knowing and, and not uh, get caught up in the rational mind when making decisions for your life. Because if you do that, a lot of the times it will be based on fear, guilt, shame. And the heart always knows which direction you should go to. It knows your purpose. It knows um, what you came here to do in this lifetime. And it may be scary as hell to take the first steps and to jump into it. Uh, but you do that and it'll all start to make sense. Beautiful, yeah. I'm yeah. always saying the same thing to them, so it's really good yeah, to have yeah. someone, another source <laughs> saying this, confirming yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And number five, a big reason for this inspiration for this video um, is you feel it's the time to step into, at the very least, a deeper level of your purpose, a deeper level of your soul's expression, something I'm going through personally. And I know yeah. you just mentioned, the other day you mentioned how you were transitioning, how you worked in Sedona, yeah. COVID hit, and mm -hmm. now you're, you're being kind of pushed out there even more. You want yeah. to talk a bit about that? What that's like? Yeah, I will say that um, you know you're in a transitional phase within your life. The more, the more pain or the more discomfort you are feeling, the more you will have to actually take the leap. And, and throughout uh, this, this past year, when COVID first hit, you know, I was working a whole different career. I was working for someone else. I was working for a big corporation, a big business that I know that was just draining my soul. And COVID hit, I ended up losing my job. I ended up losing my beautiful house in Sedona. Um, and all of those things, my mind were saying like, oh my God, this is terrible. Sedona was the first place that actually made me feel like I had a home, uh, that I had a community and my job paid me well. Um, there was a deep knowing inside that it wasn't for me, um, but I was comfortable at that, at that point. But COVID hit, lost my job, lost my house. I didn't know what I was going to do. And 
I had to sit in that, that pain, that discomfort, and I knew that I needed to take a leap. I needed to go all in on myself and my passion and, my, and, and what I love to do because our lives are very short. There is no other time besides right now to be doing the thing that you know inside that you need to do. And I took that leap and I was fully supported by spirit, by myself, by my peers. And it, it, it really starts the snowball effect of the synchronicities and the manifestations that start to unfold for you when you can drop deeper into that place and, and act from that place. And it's since then, it's been, um, I moved here to Phoenix. I, uh, I didn't know where I was gonna live. I ended up moving in with a family member and then I started just putting myself out there for these one-on-one -on -one breathwork sessions. Um, that led to holding big events, to taking all of the skills that I've learned throughout my lifetime, you remember hindsight's 2020, and putting it in place for this training. Um, and now this training has been blowing up and other healers, um, facilitators are learning so much and, and bringing this gift into the world that is helping people get rid of the stress, get rid of the stuff that we've been holding on to in our body. And right now, I think we live in a very stressful time and we need to have the tools and resources to be able to move that out of our body because when you clear that out, you become clear. You can see clearly. You can feel it, what you're actually needing to do. You just need to clear out the distraction, clear out the shit that you've gone through. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I found that um, that that period, as you describe, of like breakdown, when you're comfortable life, there comes a point where it's, it's almost the dark like, night of the soul. Yeah, where it's like spirits like, I don't care if you think it's time or if you're comfortable or if you're ready, it is time and life kind of pushes you into it. Yeah. And I found that the, the, the circumstance, of course, is different for everybody, but it does usually involve uh, a kind of breaking down of what you know is not yours to begin with. Yeah. And that circumstance can be the perfect catalyst for and also an acceleration of personal growth, busting exactly. through your self-doubt. Am I ready? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? All that stuff. So it's like this dark night of the soul experience is like it's both pushing you into the new, into your purpose, which is so fulfilling, but also it's like letting go and healing. It's, it's kind of like what you said, there's gold in the darkness and yeah. the circumstance can really reveal the darkness, hence why it's called the dark night of the soul, but out of that you get the gold. The darkness gets to fade away and then you're living this new life, rocking it out, renting badass place like this, holding space and teaching breath work and doing just what you love to do. Life becomes a freaking dream. Yeah, brother. I feel so blessed. I feel yeah. so blessed. Thank you again, brother, for coming on. I, he's busy. He's been running these like all day, all day breathwork classes. Yeah. I knew you'd be tired. I almost felt yeah. like, is it the right time to ask? But uh, having been training with you, I'm like, I knew y you guys would love him. And yeah. I know they will. So thank you so much for coming on, Steve. Dude, it's a blessing. Thank you, brother. Yeah, when you are living from that purpose place, like I, we have been going for four days straight, and I, I physically feel tired. But on a, on a soul level, I am so lit up, and I could do this all day because it is my purpose and my passion. Yeah, it's like you run on spirit, I feel. I'm running on spirit fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, St Stephen, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and what you do? Yeah, so thank you, thank you for having me on YouTube. Um, I just started a YouTube channel, so you can check me out, Stephen Jaggers, on YouTube. Um, don't have a lot of stuff there. Instagram is probably where I'm the most active. It's at Jaggers. Junior, 
Jaggers, J-R, and I'm sure he'll put it in the show notes. I will. Um, also, my website, if you're interested in these trainings or, or learning about breath work, it's steven-jaggers.com. I also run a podcast as well where I've had amazing guests, and he'll be on very, very soon. Uh, it's called uh, The Mind Body Mentor, um, and it's amazing, uh, amazing interviews there uh, for you guys to check out as well. Awesome. Thank you, yeah, man. Thank you again, it. brother. See you soon, my friends. And like he said, I will put all his links right there in the description box so you can check them out. Yeah. Peace. Peace out.